0: Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane.
1: Whether you're a diehard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us
0: anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap.
2: It was shocking. I literally probably gave her the craziest look. And I... <laughs>
1: Recording separately, I
3: know.
1: Only just because we're scrambling, yes, a little bit. Yeah, we had a really good episode recorded mm-hmm. um, with a girl who goes by Daisy, and we had some technical difficulties about I don't know three quarters of the way through recording, yeah. and we thought it was fine. We thought it all saved, but the last half of it was corrupt. Or softball. Softball. So that was my um, name in high school. The Corruptor, no, the was it the Corruptor? Yeah, because you basically like made everybody drink. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, kids, want to try booze? <laughs> Do you like
0: alcohol? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, god. Um, good times. Bishop Carroll's probably cursing the day they let me in. This oh, heathen.
0: Yeah. All of us, man. That was good. Um,
1: how's your? how's okay oh but just to wrap that up but oh, we yeah. luckily had um an interview with today's guest already done but we didn't have an intro outro for right. it yet yeah
0: um so so this is we what go. we're doing on a monday morning yeah, it's Monday, holiday Monday. Yeah, my kids keep asking me what holiday it is. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what
1: holiday is it?
0: I don't oh, know.
1: Oh. Is it a sake, no. the recording oh, please hold. Oh. Henry! Is someone trying to get in? Henry, I swear to God. <laughs> get out here.
3: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: Listen, unless there's an axe murderer at the door... I don't need this kind of negativity in my life. Anyway. Um, could you hear him barking? Yeah, of course. Oh, Well, I don't know. I don't know, Michelle. I set my gain really low. So. Oh,
0: oh, no, I could definitely hear him barking. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I don't know what holiday it is. It's not a holiday in the States. I know that.
0: No, it's not. A lot um, of teachers are going back to school today what like in the states yeah like the just the teachers not the students yet but like the teachers are going back to get their classrooms all set up oh because in the states class goes back like mid-august i think it's It's way earlier than us yeah it's too soon it is too soon it's gonna be interesting it's almost like it's gonna be an experiment for the for us to see what happens when all the kids go back to school in the states Yeah. To see how quickly things, you know, spread or whatever. I'm not a parent, but I don't want kids going back to school yet. No. And I, I mean, it's such a hard, it's such a hard thing to, to do, right? Like I don't want kids to go back to school yet either. I also feel like I don't have much of an option. Yeah. Like as a solo Um, parent. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, daycares being open is is good and if the school you know can't be open for a little while longer I can manage that because as long as the daycare's open I can still go to work. Yeah. Um but I know like I, could they maybe start the school year like in October? Yeah, I don't know. I I I just picture, you know, everything shutting down again and then what do I do, you know?
1: Well, that's what's happening in Australia. I just saw a news article that said they're doing a six week shutdown, total shutdown. You can't leave you can't go within five kilometers of your house. Oh, only wow. one person in your house is allowed to leave for essential services. You're oh, like wow. to get like groceries and stuff. I think you're only allowed out once a week to do that. Oh wow. Um yeah, because numbers were starting to rise. And so yeah. the government is mean, like
0: that's what's happening here. Like our we're no longer like our curve is no longer flat. Yeah. So, we're I don't back know. to
1: being a curvy province,
0: right? Same girl, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then it's like, I feel it's just like a lose, lose, lose situation, right? Because yeah. teachers have to go back and they're not protected, which sucks. Like, I wish that there was some other option for the teachers. Um, I think that there are, um, you know, everyone is in such a different situation, it's so hard, like, you can't judge one situation from another. If you want to yeah. homeschool, homeschool, if you want to send your kids to school, you know, do that. Um, but yeah, I just, the teachers really just, you know, they're they're now like the frontline workers, like nurses and doctors. Yeah. Like they got to go to work. They got to somehow protect themselves and hope that they don't, you know, get sick. So yeah, there's just not it's enough. It's really difficult. Yeah. I mean, I think we're just going to see what what would have happened if we didn't shut down in March? We're going to yeah. see it now. We're going to yeah. see what what it kind of plays out as, right? And um, there was a school in the States that just had to do that. They opened oh. and within an hour, they had to quarantine because a kid showed up on the first day of school with COVID. Oh, God.
1: Yeah. And again, especially with the States, like I feel so bad for y'all. You're going to yeah. probably appreciate that after this. <laughs> um, because, like, there's not enough government support for people to be able to not work. And so people are being forced to have to go to work. Yeah. Sick or not, symptoms are not. Yeah. You know, and then, like, because parents have to go to work and expose themselves to this virus, the kids have to go to school because what else can you do? Like, it's just a nightmare. Uh,
0: exactly and it's just Ugh. something i just don't think that the world was ever, you know, in in this day the world wasn't prepared for something like this to happen. Yeah. Clearly, right? Cuz there's just no answer. I'm But on that cheerful note, you are you started to tell me a story yesterday and now oh, you yeah. have to finish it.
1: Um okay, well two things. If okay. if everybody can hear a my air conditioner or b a squeaky toy, i'm home alone. In a heat wave with six dogs and five cats, which I actually love. Like, this is just my heaven here. I, like, I'm cocooning. I'm giving myself space and time to just, like, just putter around, not wear makeup or a bra. Oh. But anyway, so if you can hear that, that's what's going on. But it's, like, flipping (laughs) 30 degrees Celsius, which is,
0: I don't know, I think that's over 85 degrees. Yeah. Right? Yeah. well, on, on the other end of that, if you hear my children screaming in the <laughs> background, banging on my door, um, that's because uh-huh. I am home alone with five kids, and this is not where I want to be.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds be
0: terrible. Later, I swear the view, like the listeners, probably think I hate my children. No, uh, I They're love really my good children. Kids. They're so. Oh, good. They are very good, but they, they just are know also how kids. to push your buttons.
1: Oh yeah, so. There's a lot of button pushing happening in that house. A lot of button pushing happening over here. Okay, my story. Yes. The reason Lindy and I have five dogs and five cats and are currently looking after a sixth dog is because animals who are in need of homes or care find their way to us somehow. (laughs) Like. We'll be on the side of the road. We find a box of kittens. We'll be, you know, walking through a park. We find a bird with a broken wing. We, like, yeah, the deer that has yeah. been named Clover, like, found us. Anyway. It's like it's like you're in a Disney movie. Kind of. I should start singing more. <laughs> Nobody needs that. Um, so I went. I rode my bike downtown to meet uh, Devin and Pete and their kid, Huxley, Um to just like hang out by the river, have some coffee, visit, haven't seen them very much. And I get there and I'm the first one there at our secret little spot hmm. and who's sitting on the beach injured? A goose. So oh I'm like gosh. I was like, "Oh, a goose." And I got scared because like ladies and gentlemen, they're terrifying. They can break your arm. Like they'll Oh, yeah. They'll cut a bee. And <laughs> so I I sort of like waited. I thought it would scurry off or come at me. I don't know. So I wait a minute and it just is like slow blinking. And I notice it's one wing looks a little bit like lame.
3: Uh And
1: so I approach it. So I start to walk towards it thinking it'll like scurry away. And it doesn't. I got within a foot of it and this poor thing just sat there. Uh And... So naturally my heart breaks and I think, shoot, I got to call someone. So I call like the wildlife rehabilitation place and I tell her what's up. And she's like, the lady was like, is there another goose with it? And I said, no. And there was, she was like, well, that's not a great sign because they mate for life and so like if you don't see them in pairs that's often not a great sign especially now because like the babies are all at it's not like one would be with the babies like they're all out and
0: so that their partner just like abandoned them because they broke their arm
1: well i don't know yeah i don't know (laughs) or the one died and there was an accident i don't know so i'm on the phone and devin and pete show up and they see the goose and they're like, of course, of course, we found a goose that needs help. And so the lady on the phone was so nice, and she was like, "We do not have enough volunteers. Like, I don't have anybody that could come get it." Um, and she's like, "Is there any way that like you could transport it either to a vet, and then somebody can come get it when they're available, or you could bring it right to us?" Um, but it's a little far away, and I so I was like, "Okay, I'll do that." So I call Lindy. And right away, Lindy's like, okay, I'm getting a box, I've got gloves, I'm going to bring towels, I'm going to bring, like, she just, like, jumps into action mode because she's amazing. You guys are so funny. And then, then this goose, like, got all salty and waddled off towards the water, had a drink, had a poop, as goose do, as geese do, as (laughs) geese do. (laughs) And... Then I was like, okay, Lindy, like, maybe it's fine. Like, I don't know what it's going to do. She's like, I'm coming anyway, just in case. So I'm like, okay. So Uh anyway, it ended up getting in the water. It like swam around a little, paddled around a little bit, went across the little pond to like a little spot. Um, And then after about 10 minutes, it like paddled, paddled its way over to where the current was. And uh-huh. it that's like the highway for birds, I guess. And it just got <laughs> on and floated
0: quickly away. Um, so then. Well, you were taking too long to help it, obviously. I so know. She was like, you know what? I'm going to go find someone else. Well,
1: so we <laughs> named it Harold. Uh-huh.
0: I don't know the but I was like, this looks like a Harold.
1: And so oh. I developed this whole theory that Harold got the day off from the wife and kids Oh, found uh-huh. this little quiet spot, was just going to relax. And then like these stupid humans showed up because he looked salty as he floated away. He was like, how dare you? Oh my gosh. She I would made- have the exact same reaction. if that was me <laughs> <when> <laughs> and that I was away was from her? my kids. I don't know if Harold was okay. Was he injured? I don't, I think so. But I mean, he oh, could drink man. and he was pooping, which means he's probably eating. Yeah. And yeah. He got on that highway of the bow and, <laughs> Off he went. But then oh, Harold. um Huxley found a bee that we thought was dead and they were like they were like, Oh, is this a bee or a wasp? And Lindy, who comes from family of beekeepers, was like, Oh, that's a bee. And so Huxley, being a curious kid, like put it on the blanket and was like looking at it. And then after uh-huh. a few minutes it started moving. Oh. And we were like, Oh shoot, it's not dead. So Lindy, being amazing, scoops it yeah. up. And, like, gent- we, like, find a little, like, patch of flowers and foliage to, like, place it on. Um, and we think it just got, like, tired and maybe too wet to fly. Aw. And so we, You're like. just
0: taking a nap. <laughs> 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 we think we're helping all these animals and they're, like. They're, like, seriously. Back <laughs> off. The bee was just having a little bee
1: nap. I know. A siesta. The bee was. It dried out. It had a little rest. And then it flew away. So funny i mean if nothing else we saved a bee there we go and potentially ruined the day of a goose
0: yeah i can't remember
1: I'll um back oh to me, in other really uplifting news uh-huh. i don't have a job oh friend so for those of you have, that have been tracking my employment status i am unemployed don't have to track it anymore <laughs> So if you're hiring oh, I'm sorry and fine. you just That's want my winning personality to be part of your team, yeah. I, you know,
0: just shoot me a message. She's, she's awesome folks. <laughs> I'll give her a glowing recommendation. Oh my God. No, it just sucks. And the whole way it went down was just, awful. Oh, I mean like the lack of humanity,
1: unethical. Yeah. I had to sign a non-disclosure agreement, so I cannot say too much
0: um You know it's a great firing or layoff when you have to f- uh, sign an NDR. That's ridiculous. I know. No, that's a do not
1: resuscitate. Oh no, D. No, an.
0: That's a DNR. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you guys definitely resuscitate me. If if something happens, please resuscitate me. If I ever
0: get laid off, please resuscitate <laughs> me. No, uh, an NDR is a non-disclosure. It's NDA. I think NDA. It's a, agreement. Okay um non-disclosure resuscitation yeah what it is uh
1: not that you any of help. the
0: higher <laughs> probably listen to this
1: podcast but uh some of my now you, do, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> now some of my former colleagues i know listen so hey y'all um yeah it's really crappy i cried a lot i am super yeah. angry and but like I also know that like so many people have lost their jobs. It's just a really crappy situation. Ugh, it's just it really there's is. There's just like it's there's cool. like an ethical way of doing things and there's an yes. unethical way of doing things.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Um but today's episode I'm so excited for. Yes. So I feel like we talked too much about TikTok, but here we are. We found something <laughs> on TikTok. Um <laughs> like maybe the world's nicest sweetest girl named kirstie oh my gosh and she's a singer songwriter from nashville tennessee and yeah. y'all she says y'all so much and i just wish i could roll it into my vocabulary seamlessly because it's so adorable and i love it yeah it was so love like everybody we oh, interview yeah. is so nice okay let's play the episode Oh, I'm Carling.
0: Hi, so
2: good <laughs> nice to meet y'all.
0: And <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm Michelle. How are y'all doing?
1: Oh my god, okay. the fact that you say y'all, I just cannot. I love it <laughs> so much.
0: I think we, we should be saying it. it. We live in Alberta, and
1: uh, I've tried a few times to like, like naturally bring it in, and I get a look like, why are you saying that? <laughs> Definitely add
2: it to your vocabulary.
0: <laughs> I, love
1: this well, I like, like hey, it. y'all. Hey, I don't know. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like super Canadian, but I yeah. think it's something that I need to add to my vocabulary. <laughs>
3: I love that.
1: Um, do you have any questions before we start? Like, I don't know.
2: Yeah. Um. Oh, let me think. I'm, I'm a little nervous. And I'm not gonna lie, y'all. Oh my gosh. i my So sorry. I'm pretty awkward. So oh no, no, girl. Welcome to the Feel like I life. should apologize in advance.
0: Yeah. <laughs> don't be nervous. We're like really casual. We just have a conversation and try to keep it. I don't know. Super easy.
1: And truly, like we are a brand new podcast. We don't know what we're doing half the time. <laughs>
2: I love y'all. Like I was saying in the Instagram message that I've been listening to y'all nonstop and just obsessed with y'all's energy and really oh appreciate gosh, y'all to gosh. to invite me on Thank this. So I am really excited.
0: Oh, good. Thank you so much.
2: Um, and when we saw your video, I was like, what? <laughs> I sent it to Michelle. I was like, we need to find this <laughs> girl." and interview her. That is so funny. I could not have dreamed that that video would have gotten the response that it did. It it still blows my mind that oh, people so funny. cared and watched it and wanted to know more.
1: I think as people generally, like, I don't know. I think like with our podcast, the things we're hearing from people are like, you know, I had a crazy story, but then I heard somebody's crazy story. And like, it's, there's something refreshing and relatable. Even if you haven't experienced the same thing, you're just like, yep my life's also pretty crazy so yeah. it's nice to hear other people's crazy life absolutely and uh, and
0: with TikTok too it's like you put <coughs> something out there and you don't I mean there's no formula to TikTok right it's just all kind of random and so you put something out and especially those story times or the that new trend where people are doing like their medical things those ones blow up because people want to know like what mm-hmm. happened and what's the you know what's the next step and everyone's yeah. curiosity just gets the best of them.
2: Yeah. I love that though. That's what I love about TikTok. Yes.
0: And we've he- we have found some interesting people to interview on there <laughs> just because of their stories like that. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, I, I feel like that. when we first started we had like a handful of people to interview. And then I was always like, what's going to happen when we don't have any more people to interview? And then we discovered TikTok and I was like, no, we got it. We're good. <laughs> Unlimited
2: amount of crazy stories. Absolutely. that's awesome."
1: So why don't you start by just telling us a bit about yourself, like your name, where you're from, what do you
2: do? So my name is Kirsty Lovelady, um, originally from New Orleans, but I grew up in Nashville. So I honestly, I claim that as my home. And I have a really original job here. do the whole singer songwriting thing. Oh, no dude, one does that in Nashville, right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I did see on Instagram some of your videos. You're
2: really good. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. That's really sweet.
3: <laughs> um,
2: yeah, so that's what I do here. Um, yeah, that's a little bit about me. That's I'm awesome. also really awesome. awkward if you can't <laughs> tell. No, that's the best. I'm like...
1: I feel like I could like be the president of like a who's more socially awkward club.
0: <laughs> I'll be vice president. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: do you uh, do like a lot of gigs at where Where do you perform mostly?
2: Um. Uh, yeah. Well, it's been a little different these mm, days. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure y'all can imagine. Yeah. Nashville's pretty much shut down right now, so haven't really been performing out much. Um, but really that's, that's how I kind of got into TikTok just to get an outlet and try to just, I don't know, get in front of more people. And um, yeah, we've just been really bored here and yeah. trying to keep the music alive in, in some way.
0: Yeah. I think that's a kind of the great thing about um, us going through this quarantine in the times that we're in is that there's still Outlets like that, that you can go onto social media, you can still get your voice out there. Um, mm. Every, you know, things can go viral. And it's just a really interesting way to still, um, yeah, have an outlet, like you said, to kind of just still be able to do what you love to do when the whole place is shut down. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Very strange times right now. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. Awesome. Well, so like we said, we heard about your story um through tiktok you basically it was like a sh- it's so funny because you have so much to say in like a 30 second video on tiktok um <laughs> but you talked about how you found out your dad had a whole secret family yes. um so can you, like tell us what
2: <laughs> how oh does this happen i i know um first of all if y'all don't mind me saying i think i just i want to say i don't want any of this to come across as me, like exposing my dad or trying mm. to ruin him. I really just want to share my truth and share my story. And after that video, I received a lot of positive feedback from people on TikTok. but as I'm sure you can imagine, I got, I got some, I got a lot of heat from oh. my, my world a oh, little bit. No. And, it, um, yeah, and I think I just want to say that at the start here, that I am not looking to hurt him or expose him or call him out. I just genuinely feel this freedom right now and peace right now to kind of just share my story. And through TikTok, my mind was just blown by how many people have gone through something similar or um And and I don't know. I think I just kind of feel empowered right now to share it. This is my first time talking about it outside of my therapy room. um, And I think that
1: like, there is something to say, like, now that I'm in my thirties, I'm like, like everybody's Mm. messed up. Do you know what I mean? Like, (laughs) absolutely. Yeah. Like nobody's perfect. Everybody messes up. Everybody like goes through their own life and has their own experiences. So yeah, we never want to come across like we're like, having a mean spirited, um,
2: conversation about anybody. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I love that. But with that being said, Mm -hmm. um, so this, this all started about, it was like five years ago. I went and met my friend for dinner one night. I got there before her. So I just, you know, walked up, told the hostess that just gave her my name, went and sat down waiting for the table. And this girl who had heard me say my last name came up to me, Asked me if I knew someone who you know was my dad, um, and <laughs> that was her family as well. And wow. it was it was shocking. I literally probably gave her the craziest look, and I <laughs> I I don't even remember much about it. I kind of blacked out. If you've ever been in a traumatic situation like that, of yeah. just fog out. Yeah. Um, and I remember her, she just pulled out pictures and started showing me that he was, you know, a, a part of her, her life, her everyday life. It definitely, she was raised by him. And um,
3: oh
2: gosh. yeah, so crazy. Um, yeah. So that's, that's kind of where it all started. It got so wild after that. Um, but yeah, that was that was the basis of it. A little restaurant in, in Nashville, Tennessee. And how did the rest of that night go? Like, were you like, okay, thanks. We'll catch up later. And then your friends showed up? Or like, like, how do you move on oh, from that? Oh my God. My friend walked in and she said that like, she thought I had seen a ghost. I was just so pale. And oh. I just was like, "I let's go somewhere else to eat. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and we left. Um, I immediately called my older sister. Um, wanted her <laughs> in on this with me, and yeah, um, yeah. And then after that, I, I naturally called my dad um, to tell him what had just happened. And he he wasn't in the place at that moment to. He wasn't ready to acknowledge what he had done, what he was doing. He um, he just immediately went into a phase of denial and you know it's not true, it's not true. And oh. um And you were like yeah. dad then there's some crazy lady photoshopping <laughs> you right
1: <into laughs> these
2: photos. That is hilarious. <laughs> um yeah right yeah, there was just a lot of gaslighting, a lot of manipulation, and just denial that happened that really started to make me feel like I was crazy and started to make me question what I had heard and seen and had just experienced myself. And that sent me into a spiral of um, just who am I, who are you, and what is the truth in this, this situation? I. I didn't say anything to my mom for a while about it because I really wanted to um I really wanted to make sure that it was true if that sounds crazy. I, I know it yeah. does. So
0: I, your parents were together.
2: Yes. They were married for thirty five years prior to this. Oh
0: my wow. Gosh. And
2: so and sorry, how many siblings do you have? Um, I was raised with two sisters, middle child, okay. older and younger. Yeah. And then how, how old
1: was the girl that you met at
2: the restaurant? She was, I believe, I think she was like 17 at the time. Like oh, a junior. So just, senior. Yeah. How old
0: were you? Sorry.
2: Um, I, I was like 23, 24 when, oh, this, okay. when this happened. Wow. Yeah. And so did you get her information? Were you like, can we exchange numbers? I did. I got her number Um. I never spoke to her again after that he oh, okay. kind of um <laughs> scared her away from talking to me more about it i'm wow. i really i don't know i don't want to speak for her i can't speak yeah. for her I'm not exactly positive the story that he told her i just i never spoke to her again after that um wow. really yeah was on a journey to kind of i had to figure it out for myself.
1: And so you told your older sister
2: and was she like, Christy, you're crazy. (laughs) Um, to some degree. Yeah. I think there was a a huge part of us who, I mean, we just didn't want to believe that it was true. I didn't feel good about this. I didn't, um, yeah, you just, you don't want to believe it at first. Yeah. And then you
0: kind of look back at your life and think, yeah, like what you said, what is real and, you know, yeah, just question everything. Right. Absolutely. So Um, was your dad, um, you know, travel, quote unquote, traveling for work or what, like, was he with you guys all the time? Yeah.
2: He, yeah. Had to travel for work. He, okay. uh, Which he legitimately did. He did have a job that required him to go, but that obviously made it easy for him to kind of, you know, have this. It was was a really good cover story as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And just kind of growing up, um, you just don't naturally question it when all you ever have known is that your dad travels for his job. You don't think to, you know – question him or accuse him of anything when he he's gone but yeah uh, he was gone a lot growing up and um and yeah that's and like I find hindsight
3: so
1: funny like in hindsight like I was married to like a sociopath he was crazy Mm. and there were so many red flags but I only saw them in hindsight and so Mm -hmm. I, I always find it interesting to reflect after something's happened Absolutely. to like look at it from that different lens like can you now looking back at your childhood think like oh okay like maybe there were some things that were odd but i didn't think
2: they were odd oh, absolutely hindsight is so 2020 it's 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 scary yeah, <laughs> it's so yeah. um yeah me and my mom and sisters can sit down and talk for hours about like how did we not see that um wow when, one story in particular that always stands out to me the most was I was doing some studio work one night with um just like a session and um this this guy one of the guys who was also there working in as well he he knew my dad I knew he knew my dad so he starts asking about my family how my mom's doing and I'm just talking away about my mom not even you know thinking twice about it and he says a name that all of a sudden I'm like, "Whoa! Like what? That's that's not my mom. Who who is oh, that?" And yeah. it was a moment of like he was so confused, I was so confused. It was such a out of nowhere type thing that it kind of was chalked up to, "Well, that was weird," and just yeah. you know, move forward with it. Yeah, and I I mentioned it to my dad, and he just was so casual about it that it just. I don't know. It just kind of like uh, just moved on Um, and I didn't really think much more about it. And then obviously when this came out, that's like the first thing that my my mind went to was, oh, well, that's who that that guy was asking about. He just knew this other family. Wow. And so did this other family also live in the same city? They lived about um, 45 minutes south from where we were. Like that's very close. That's close. It's, it's pretty close, right?
0: <laughs> like, I mean, if I was your dad, I'd be freaking out that you guys would meet at any moment. Yeah, it, it's pretty
2: wild that the we never did our paths yeah. really never crossed before that. It it really is wild. i like I if, don't. if I was gonna have a second family,
1: just thinking out loud here, like <laughs> yeah. I would choose like another country, another continent, another right. side of a country. <laughs> just for logistics and safety. I don't know, but that's, right. that's bonkers. And so were you close with your dad growing
2: up? Yes. And, um, that's, that's definitely the hardest thing to think about and, and talk about sometimes. Cause I was 100% a, a daddy's girl growing up. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he's the one who introduced me to music, showed me that world, made me fall in love with, what I do now. And him and I shared a huge bond from, from that. So we were, we were really close growing up, but he was gone a lot. A lot of it was me missing him. And, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's hard to think about how uh, it, it just always (laughs) played out way differently than what we thought was going on.
0: Oh, that's so hard. And
1: so how did, so I guess like, how did you end up telling your mom and how did you end up like at, like finding out the truth and like confronting the truth?
2: Um, so my mom found out, this is also a really crazy part of the story. She, like I, like I said earlier, I, he, my dad was not ready to come forward with the truth. So he was denying it. Really aggressively and um but I, I, my gut just knew i just I just knew that it was it was true, so I went on a mission to find the truth for myself, and when i kind of when i when I felt like I had the right information, I was gonna go tell my mom well, in the meantime, he was spreading rumors and feeding my mom some lies kind of preparing her for Mm. me to come forward with this information. Um, so a bunch of lies were spread about me to her where she was really worried that I had an addiction problem. And so how it happened was my mom ended up saying something to my older sister just about, you know, being worried about me that, um, I mean, I I was losing a lot of weight. I was really sick. It, I guess one could chalk it up that it would be, you know, something else other yeah, than what right. actually going on. And then in that moment, my older sister was like, okay, this is getting way out of hands. Like, no, this is what's actually going on. You have to go talk to her. And that's, that's kind of how it got started. And immediately my mom, she – you know hindsight's 2020 20. she it she felt like something had been going on but just like mm-hmm. me it was he was just really good at, at covering it and yeah and just talking his way out of it and um so yeah it, that's kind of how she she found out. And then after that, her and I like went and sat down and I told her, you know, everything that I had been through and about the restaurant experience. And she, um, and she knew it was true. She, she believed me after that.
0: Wow. I thought I was wondering that about your, about your mom, if she kind of throughout the relationship could feel like there was something going on, you know, the intuition that something's not quite right. My dad traveled a lot uh, when I was a kid. Like he was always gone and he didn't have a secret family that I know of. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing has come to light just yet. But um, I remember one time my mom and my brother and I were watching a movie and my dad phoned my mom and he was saying that he was phoning from the airplane. And I w- it was probably like, I don't know, 1996 or something. So he said he was phoning from the airplane and my mom, I remember my mom, being so mad at him <laughs> because she's like you're at a bar, you're drinking, you're like you're doing, and he's like he was literally calling from an airplane because it was the first time there had ever been like phones on the airplane, <laughs> and he was so excited, and she was like yelling at him, and I was
3: like, oh, oh my god,
0: right? Because I think that she kind of always felt like maybe there was something else going on, and yeah. and then I remember the next time we actually flew somewhere and there was a phone, and I'm like. Uh, this is awkward because like <laughs> she had to like confront the fact that like he literally was phoning from a phone oh, on the airplane <laughs> my gosh that's nice. incredible yeah um, yes.
1: and so Kirsty, can you tell us a little bit about like what how like how did your dad do this like your dad married your mom had three yeah. kids did the did the other family's kids come after the three kids like I don't know the
2: logistics of it. I don't get
1: it.
0: And how many kids are there on the other side?
2: Uh, there was just, it's just one, just her. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll say this I don't, I don't definitely didn't talk about this, you know, in my 30 second TikTok, but <laughs> I don't believe that like she is biologically his kid. It's, oh, okay. It's just um, she, he came into her life when she was like, you know, two and oh, wow.
0: so he was kind of he was raising her.
2: And raised her. And she yeah. she did view him as her dad. And that's why I you know, I can say that yeah, well that was her dad. And that's what she told me. That's how she made it out to be. After that, I had to kind of go investigate. I found out that like okay, I think she has another dad but uh or biological dad. But yeah definitely views mine as the one who raised her um, so they, they did know about us. He,
0: oh, he, I was they wondering, didn't,
2: that. they didn't know that my parents were still married. They, oh, okay. um, cause that, I do remember that being like one of the questions that she asked me was mm. like, oh, are your parents together? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they have been forever. Wow. And that was, that was news to her. Um so yeah but they they did know that we existed I'm not exactly sure what what story he fed them for yeah yeah 15 years however long that kept us apart from each other because yeah because I would
1: wonder like if I was if I was with somebody who had kids I'd be like when do I get to meet them why do you never get to see them right Um, like you want to blend that family.
2: yeah such a valid question I'm I'm really not sure. I have my assumptions about that, but yeah. I yeah. I I I don't really know what exactly he he told them that kept us apart for so long and why they felt peace with him not bringing us around
0: yeah.
1: for so long. I'm I am do not
0: know. You can kind of assume all sorts of things that he would have said to them to kind of make that uh make that make sense, right? Right. Absolutely. I mean, 15 years. That's such a long like <laughs> If I lie, I'm like sweating behind my knees like instantly. (laughs) Like 15 years that is such a huge commitment. Oh my god. I would just be on edge all the time, being like, well, today is gonna be the day where everyone finds out. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) I I don't know how he did it either.
2: Honestly, I have no idea. It's it's so wild. So I wild. think I
0: I guess it makes sense that at least one of the sides knew, right? Because he would have to tell them I'm going to see my kids or whatever, right? Yeah. To right. kind of go back the other way. Right, exactly. Wow. Wow. That's and so
1: so, so are your parents still together?
2: No, they are not. This is um this was the thing. Yeah, this was the thing that that split them up. Um <sighs> Yeah. It's been, it's been hard. It's been a weird journey. It, my, my poor mother, she has, she has just been drugged through the mud and Uh. just, yeah, none of this has been easy at all. Uh, She's doing a lot better now. I really don't mean to make this so negative. Um, Well, no, but like,
1: yeah, I don't know how I would react. Like if I found
0: out, you know, right yeah Like, I mean your whole life is turned upside down and then you look back at the past you know your entire marriage and question right. everything yeah absolutely and you yeah, could, she- I feel like you could just never trust that person again
1: Hmm. oh are you there can you hear us oh no oh oh she just said her computer just shut off oh no
2: Y'all, I well, of course. Leave it up to me to just <laughs> me ruin everything.
0: No, no, it's all good. No,
1: and I think Zencaster is quite smart. Like I think yeah. it saves it. I just have to remember how to like find it. Um it's so funny. We're like, oh, if we have enough time, should we start doing a TikTok? So we totally started a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> um so funny um no did your computer just like turn off like
2: it just completely shut off and I have no idea it's not even turning on right now it's completely being unresponsive I I had to go to the other room and get something else and oh okay oh interesting yeah I don't know I really have no idea what just is happening to that computer it is oh no it's not wanting to cooperate
1: well I hope our podcast didn't break your computer
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: so funny.
1: Um so we were talking about your mom and her journey and you're so proud of her. How how is your relationship with your dad now?
2: So um it's it's better. I I'll say this. I I was extremely angry for the first, you know, couple years. I I really didn't have much contact with him. Um I was so angry. My angry was turning into anxiety that turned into a really dark depression. And yeah. that's just, it's, that's a, it's a lot to carry around with you. Anger is a lot to carry. It's a huge, yeah. huge weight. Yeah. And at some point I, um, I was just really tired of, of living like that. And I decided for myself that I wanted peace with him. I just, yeah, I just wanted some sort of peace with him for myself. So I I started the the journey on forgiving him and that, that looks different for everyone. Um, it's definitely a process and it has not been easy. It's been a lot of tears, a a lot of talking, a lot of therapy. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah.
2: Um, But we're better. He's, he's at a place now where he acknowledges, you know, what he's done and how he's messed up. And, um, I mean, he's a broken person just like the rest of us. And we've yeah, all yeah. up. and um, he, he really tries to work on himself and better himself every day. And I think that a lot of people who've been hurt by their parents, probably, they might not be able to say that about them and Mm -hmm. I'm really grateful for that. So I I do, I do talk to him still. Um, we reconnected and, um, yeah, I mean, he's very much a part of my life. I chose that. I want him to be, um, and, and
1: And that's such a powerful thing, like to make the decision to, to start the process of forgiving. Like it's, it just puts the power in your hands to control sort of like how you go forward and how you start healing
2: yeah absolutely and it really is just such a freer way of living it It just got so toxic and yeah. I, I needed to go through that journey to get to where I am now, but
0: um, yeah I mean, I mean what, what, what you went it? through was just like full blown trauma, just like yeah the finding out the the questioning the denial the everything is just. I mean, talk about your whole world crashing down around you, right? So really come out the other side and, and say that you can forgive, but you did the work, you went to therapy, you, you know, you did what you needed to do to kind of take that power back and and now you can come out the other side and, and be okay. So that's, I mean, that's incredible. Thank you. And yeah, I really want to make that point.
2: To anyone who is listening, who is going through something that um, is really traumatic, and they've kind of lost their voice in it, I, I just think that owning and owning your problems and accepting that we all go through that, and knowing that the story that breaks you does not have to leave you broken forever. And that same story can empower you to do whatever it is you were meant to do in this life. And mm-hmm. I I think that's so important. And that's just, that's really what I want my message to be. I could not have ever expected that people would have reacted or cared. I had 20 followers on TikTok. <laughs> wow. yeah, crazy. Um, but mm-hmm. I... I'm blown away by, you know, the the power of a broken story and how that story can also heal you. And that's what's been so crazy about this. This has been, this has been something that's kind of been like, like on the hush hush, the DL. I don't know what possessed me to like make that TikTok. I've been asked that so many times. <laughs> and it's, it's not something that you know. I walk around sharing with people or, or talking about yeah. a very personal, private matter, traumatic situation. But, um, if you believe in, in, in God or whatever energy of the universe, whatever it was, I just feel like it was, it was meant to be. And this it's the perfect time for me to share this story and to just get the message out there that you don't have to stay broken forever.
1: Yeah, I think that's such an important story or such a good message. And, you know, I think like, yeah, like it was your, you know, it was your time to tell the story and you were ready to tell it. And I think, you know, if you had forced yourself to tell it too soon, it it wouldn't have done the same thing for you, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I believe that.
1: Do you feel like you have all the inspiration for songwriting now, though? Yeah. (laughs) Right?
2: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, songwriting has been, throughout this whole process, how I've been able to cope and stay the little bit of, just have a little bit of sanity that I did have. Um, Music is just such a powerful source of healing for me and for so many people out there. And it's, and I've never been one that's been great at sitting down and telling a story or talking about it, but singing about it and writing songs about it. It's always been my way of, you know, sharing my, my story and having a voice. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I, I definitely leaned on that and, um, and yeah, we'll continue to do that.
1: That's so nice. And how has your family healed together? Like, are
2: your sisters okay Yes, they they are and um I just want to say I did get their permission to speak on this, you know. This oh, that's so good. nice. Yeah. But this is their journey and their story as well and they have been so nice about me talking about it and um And yeah, they're, they're doing, they're doing so well. Both of them are married and happy and um, living their best life. Oh, that's what I was saying when I got cut off. My mother is single to all of you fellas out there.
1: (laughs) 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 She's a good man in her life. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Can you imagine though? Like, I just imagine like the trust that you need to learn to have with somebody after something like this.
0: Yeah, like, and, and I feel like you guys as her daughters would be like interrogating this person and like putting <laughs> tracking devices on their car or something and being like, do not hurt my mother. Yes. <laughs> oh
2: my gosh. 100%. Yeah, that's something she does say. She gets nervous about that because of what she did go through. Because you you question yourself and your own instincts because you're just like, how did I miss that for so long? Yeah. And that's something she's really struggled with. But I, I really believe for myself and for her that when you go through something like that, you, you learn to trust yourself and,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and to trust your gut and to believe it and, and, and I think that like moving forward, she is never going to be, let, allow herself in that position again, because she's learned from it. She sees the signs and she now knows that, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to trust my own instinct and own gut moving yeah. forward.
0: Well, and I mean, you also question your, your worth, right? Like yeah, you question everything. And, and I, I guess it makes, um, I mean, you said your parents are married for 35 years. Yes, they were. Like, they obviously got married when they were in their 20s, right? Right, yes. And, you know, you kind of grow up with this person and your marriage evolves with this person and and children change things. And so you think you know somebody, right? So you wouldn't really have that instinct if you've kind of grown up with this person and and gone through the marriage with this person. So you would believe them when they said I'm going on a business trip or I need to do this or that, you know, you, you feel like you've, that trust is embedded and that, that person's not going to hurt you. So I guess, I guess I hope that she's not too hard on herself, that she feels Mm -hmm. like she missed all these signs because I don't think that maybe they were that easy to see when you're married for that long.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I would agree with that too. Well,
1: that's so, like, what, uh, that's just such a crazy story. And so is your dad still with the other person?
2: Uh, no. Oh, okay. Not not to my knowledge. Right, right. Yeah, this was, this was something that, um, yeah, also split them up as well. Right.
1: Yeah, because I can imagine also, like, having, you know, some empathy for that other person who was, like, you know, met this great guy, took her daughter under his wing, you know. yeah. You know, it, like, there's also, I don't know, like, I also feel bad for that side of the fa- that side of the situation, too.
3: Like, um, yeah, because
1: yeah, like that, you know, yeah. you think like, oh, yeah, they were married, but they're not anymore. So, like, yeah, it's just so crazy.
0: It's just a yeah. giant bomb dropped on everybody.
2: Yeah, for sure. There's there's multiple families that were hurting this. Yeah. Do you
1: find have you been affected in terms of how you trust people in your life that you're close with?
2: Uh I do think naturally you go down that that path um but uh, I highly recommend therapy to anyone out yeah. mm-hmm. i I mean I joke about it all the time, but genuinely therapy has saved my life it's yeah, absolutely um, yeah, you have to kind of learn how to connect with your emotions and learn how to talk about your feelings, but it's so powerful to acknowledge all that and uh, it's it's like an effort to have to remind yourself that you know not everyone is like that it's mm-hmm. uh, I definitely did take on some like daddy issues so to say but <laughs> yeah um, it, <laughs> i um i I believe that not everyone is like that so it's it it's been it's been good and like I said earlier to really helped me connect with myself and to trust my own instincts. So that's helped a lot with, um, with how I interact with other people.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: We are definitely pro therapy. I'm so thankful to be alive in a time and a generation where like, yes, you should be in therapy. Everybody should be Mm -hmm. in therapy. You know, like a lot of our, uh, friends, parents, our parents, like they come from the generation where like,
0: you don't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
1: Oh, a brain doctor. Like, I don't know. Like they're all, you know, they think it's, it's taboo and you don't talk about it.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. So I'm like super happy that we're of the generation that's like, yes, go to therapy. You need help.
0: Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Same. Yeah. I've got, I mean, my kids, three of my kids are in grief counseling and you know, I am too. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's something that needs to be, learned at such a young age that you can go talk about it you can share how you're feeling you don't always have to feel okay um yeah it's just so important that everyone understands that we need
1: to get what's that ad that all the podcasts have better help or better listen if you're listening (laughs) better (laughs) help you should sponsor our podcast (laughs) that's awesome Um, yeah. Wow. That's so great. We're so thankful that you like responded to our message and we're excited, um, to be part of our little tiny podcast.
2: I'm so thrilled. I really appreciate y'all's time and for reaching out and letting me share my story. I'm really grateful for it. So thank you guys.
0: Thank you. Do you feel like there's anything else that that kind of you need to say that wasn't said? Um, oh
2: goodness. That's, that's, a, that's a good question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I just kind of
2: uh, word vomited. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's kind of how we feel after we always do a podcast and we're like, did <laughs> of you know, that make sense? And then we listen <laughs> right. it back and we're like, okay, yes, it did. <laughs> Uh, I mean, hey, people out
2: there, go check out my music if you want to hear more of of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Where
1: is the best spot for people to access your music? Is it TikTok, Instagram?
2: Uh, um, Hey, all the things. TikTok is a new adventure, but uh, I'm loving it. So on there, on Instagram, Facebook, um, Spotify. Oh, are you on Spotify? Yeah, all the things. And we're we're about to release some new music as well that I'm really excited about, so.
1: Oh, well, that's awesome. Maybe, can you send me a link to your Spotify and then I'll, I'll link it in our description?
2: Oh, really? Yes, that's a great idea. Thank you. Yeah,
1: I love yeah. that. All right, well, enjoy the rest of your day. Hopefully it's nice weather and you get to relax a bit.
2: Oh, thank y'all so much. Right back at y'all. y'all all right, right. Thank you. Thank we'll you. talk to you later. Thank y'all so much. You're welcome,
0: bye. Thank you. Bye.
1: Kirstie's episode
0: was so good. Oh, I love her so much. Like, Kirstie. She's so sweet. So, I don't know. Just like. And like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like, just talking about therapy and mental health and like, just kind of finding your own truth and being able to speak out. Like, it's so important. I know. And yeah. And I wish, I wish we all felt empowered like that. You know, there are times where it's just like sometimes you want to be like f it i'm gonna i'm gonna speak up speak your truth michelle speak it speak it girl um i'm gonna beat
1: it out of you beat your truth out
0: oh, of you. God.
1: <laughs> um okay. but her episode was so good and yeah. um also as like uh lovely little addition. So Kirsty is a singer-songwriter. Um and yeah. her music can be found on Spotify. So I'll put a link to it in the descriptor. Um but then I'm also gonna play one of her songs at the end of this. So it's like a little bonus. Yeah,
0: that's so exciting.
1: You know, after we're done talking, listen to her music. Uh-huh. Um I yeah, I really like it. Her music's really good. Um I know that this was really really probably on everybody's mind it is alberta heritage day
0: oh good okay Ooh, good to know so
1: we'll do something i'll make sure to tell my kids yeah that.
0: yeah totally <laughs> so y'all
1: if you're not already please find us on instagram facebook tiktok uh, page is that oh yeah the patreon everything mm-hmm. is i did not sign up for this uh-huh
0: um and we're not on anything else i can't be on any other social media platform it's so much work it's too much it is and um, we haven't posted a tiktok in like three days and i'm stressing out about it i know listen i'm gonna do one today okay good
1: i just yeah um but speaking of patreon we've got some patrons that we want to thank yeah um do you want me to start with the first one
0: yes because do you have, have your list pulled up? okay there we go i got it
1: Okay, we want to thank Natalie D, Ryan L, Catherine S, Janaea D, Jenna, Jacqueline R, Chen A, Melinda D, Laura D, and Melinda M. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Okay, y'all. Y'all. Yeah. Go download Kirsty's music. Yeah. And just as a teaser, here is one of her songs. Okay, bye. Bye.
3: do